Oh yeah, we're fucking over here. Uh, once again, like I said, every time you hear that, that music came from someone special who, you know, took a little bit of time out, you know, and by special request, they created some music for us. Who did that? That was Jay Genesis. He is J Genesis Music on Facebook and Instagram and just straight up J Genesis over on YouTube. Check him out. He does covers, he does vocals, instrumentals, uh, production, you name it, he does it. Hit him up, you know, if you're trying to get something done for yourself. Hey, first, before I do anything, allow me to apologize for not dropping some podcasts, some sex in your ears some uh auditory orgasms for you for the last couple weeks uh what happened was actually bunny and i we went went back back to vegas vegas so yeah we'll talk a little bit about that uh who the hell will talk about that well i your podcast host energizer and my lovely wife miss bunny I don't know why that fuck she's on, on the other side of the room. I'm going to pull that ass in. That's where in. he put me. He put me in Siberia, y'all. Don't See, let him fool you. Just like when you're having sex, when you got to grab him with that... I call him the bear claw grip. You grab him with that hook and pull him in. But see, I got to just pull it closer to the mic. Fellas, you know what it is when you got to pull him close to the mic. Yes, you know what he, mic I'm talking he, about. First of all, the whole time we're podcasting, he's pushing me away. He's pulling me forward. He's pushing me away. He's pulling me forward. So I don't ever know where the fuck to sit. So that's all on him. Hey, I'm people. like, I don't give a shit if I'm... uh. If I'm too loud or not, I'm like, hey, y'all know how to turn the fucking volume down on nah. this motherfucker. So I'm like, shit, just hey. let me be too loud. Let them bitches turn the motherfucking volume down. And if they don't want to hear my loud ass mouth, they can always turn down the volume. But if I'm too low, then you can't hear me. You can only turn the volume up so high. So I'm like, look, let me sit where I'm comfortable. Let the volume be as fucking high as it needs to be for me. And if it's too high for you turn it down hey you know you can always turn down it's real hard to turn up too much turn up for all right yeah exactly. nonetheless uh you know me being the techie guy the um the techie the i guess i'm the podcast producer you mm-hmm. know we're doing this uh, matter of fact let's give a shout out to audacity you know audacity is uh you know how we get our stuff done and our microphone is audio technica and picked up those tips from, uh, I think, the black guy who tips and a couple other people that podcast on YouTube. You know, was it was recommended by them, you know, as a way for us to set things up. So I'm always having an eye on our uh, waveforms, making certain that we're not blasting your ears out. I know y'all like it hard and deep, but you don't, you know, want us to blow your eardrums out. So I'm trying to make certain that the uh, Our listeners like stuff blown out their back. Side, right. Yeah, you want your back blown out, not so much your eardrums. That's why they got volume buttons 
turn the shit down. Yes, so uh, we apologize for not giving you your auditory orgasm for the last couple weeks. We actually took eight days out, and we went to Vegas from Friday to Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, in my defense, I actually did bring our podcast equipment, but, uh, you know, you ain't just got no like, defense, y'all. Don't listen to that bullshit. Hey, I had I took my shit through the airport, goddamn, in and out of Vegas, you know, through ATL Airport. They had to take all the wires out. What the fuck is this in here? Hey, man, just scan the shit and goddamn give me my goddamn bag. That's like me taking a shit ton of condoms and never opening the bag. Oh, uh, for you all that don't know, I guess shit, you should know this anyway. Yeah. Don't bring your uh, goddamn goodie bag, because not this time going to Vegas, but the last time I went to Vegas, I had my nice, I think it was my hybrid wet lube. Mm. No. Let's talk about that. Man, I went through goddamn... No, let's talk about airport that. Airport security. Now, y'all know since 9-11, them motherfuckers been telling you, if your shit is over three ounces, don't bring that shit through security. Okay? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the motherfuckers who... Don't listen to the uh the PSA, the public service announcement. They done told the motherfucker, don't bring your shit through the goddamn airport if it's more than three ounces. Why he bring a big ass eight ounce bottle of motherfucking lube in his backpack through the motherfucking airport and then want to get all shocked and amazed that they took the shit. They was looking at, first of all, this some good ass lube. They was like, you know, I know he dropped at least twenty bucks for Man. this damn bottle. I'd only used it once or twice too. I think that motherfucker. I know was it was a brand new full. fucking bottle. Damn. And TSA, the lady that took it, was looking yeah. and smiling like me and my man gonna be using this shit tonight. Um, so she was she was holding the bottle like, yeah, cha-ching. Cause that's what they do. You know, um, I've had a couple of friends that work for TSA. They didn't already said they have a collection of that shit. That goes to the back. They sift through. They take out what they fucking want. And then the rest of that shit go in the trash. But most of the time, when they taking out what they want, they taking the shit out that's almost brand new, if not brand new, because they know motherfuckers have barely used it. And so they taking shit home that's damn near full bottles of stuff. Um, so, so if you the man, TSA and you are goddamn all deep in the sugar walls... Have it, having it extremely wet, wet on me using the hybrid lube. <laughs> You're welcome. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, man, we ain't gonna tell you about goddamn. Can't sit here and tell you all about the uh, getting through security portion. Nonetheless, we ultimately got through security. It was a little bit smoother this time outside of them having so, to check the laptop. So the lesson to be learned from this shit is if you want to keep your quality products you put them in your checked bag that's what you do you don't bring them on the plane with you especially when they're over the amount that is allotted by the airport unless you're flying with my mother who's a flight attendant because flight attendants can get whatever the fuck they want to through the airport but if you're not going with a flight attendant who could sneak some shit through take your ass open up that bag Put your shit in your check bag, your check luggage, and stop playing. All right, moving okay. on. So we got there. I mean, I think it was going to be a conference and some other things, but, you know, we really turned it into just a Energizer and Bunny 
Las Vegas Vacation Part Two. Yes, we did. So let's see. I guess I guess we can talk about where we stayed. Uh, I think the first place we stayed was the Stratosphere. Yes. Stratosphere. Okay, I guess. Shout out to the Strat. In terms of the highlights of the Stratosphere, you know, um, we enjoyed that they have you know nice breakfast places around that that you can enjoy. Um, no. Don't go there. I'm just gonna talk. So, um, so he's gonna confuse you if he says that. That's why I said don't go there. So, um, at the stratosphere, you're talking about the stratosphere. Now you're talking about somewhere across the street from the stratosphere. So mm-hmm. that's why I said don't go there. So anyway, we stayed at the stratosphere, beautiful hotel. Um, on the inside, it looks a little weathered on the outside because it's an older hotel. It's one of the um, staple hotels in Las Vegas. Um, and of course it's like a creamy cream colored kind of like eggshell white on the mm. outside. And of course, you know, that's dated. So, um, and because it's an older building, it doesn't look like it's not shining like a lot of the newer hotels around. Um, but it's a nice hotel, especially on the inside. Um, it has this long kind of, um, what would you say, like a tower kind of thing on the top. Maybe a um, spire? That, I don't know. I don't know what you call it. But anyway, people uh, free fall. Um, if you want to, uh, you can jump off of bungee it. jump. No, it's not a bungee jump. It's, it's a free a fall. Bungee, it's a free fall. So it's, they call it, I think it's called a sky jump. Okay. So people sky jump slash bungee kind of free fall. Thing it's not a bungee. Bungee is you go so, down and kind of come back up. you like a. Yeah. It's so technically like it's not a bungee jump. It is a more of a free fall. But it's so not, they strap I mean, it's you a to a bunch of strings and drop strings. your ass a hundred and <laughs> what? Forty something feet. 147 oh. floors, maybe shit. Yeah, that something like that. It's a lot of floors, goddamn. Off the top of this motherfucker, and um, yeah, to the bottom, and you see your life flash before your eyes, and you like, why the fuck did I let them strap me to this shit and drop me off the side of the building? And I paid these motherfuckers to do this shit, and the people on the ground are taking pictures so that they can have witnesses to my death. Um, but yeah, so, honestly. One of the fun things to do in Vegas is, you know, attempt to lose your life. Had it not been $130, I think I would have jumped off of that building. He was. For $60, I would have jumped off of the building. Yeah. He was, the only thing really prevented my husband from free falling off the top of this fucking building was the cost. Um, So it is controlled. It's not a straight free fall. It's controlled. (laughs) And I was like, baby, I'm going to tape this because when you hit the ground, I want to make sure that your mother has video proof that I had nothing to do with it. And the insurance company needs to have video proof as well um, so that when I go to collect my check, I ain't got no problems. What are you doing? You visualizing me coming off the building? <laughs> I saw you looking up. I'm like, what is she looking up there? I'm like, am I missing something? Yes. And matter of fact, I had a couple other people that was willing to videotape too. So I had to have independent witnesses to the free fall so that when he slapped the ground, I would have independent witnesses to talk to the insurance company so I can make sure I get my check. So anyway, um, honestly, so- they have a beautiful uh view up there it's a restaurant up there um and a bar lounge 
So you can go up there and just kind of get a wonderful sky view of Vegas. Um, it's considered one of the tallest buildings in Vegas. Um, so, uh, again, shout out to the Strat. They have plenty for you to do. Comedy clubs, um, the Michael Jackson live experience. Um, they have shopping there with spas and um, retail shops and um, food. And the restaurants are great. Shout out to, I think it's called McCall's. You're talking about the one in the Strat? Yeah, the one that we oh. went to. So, yeah, they're in the Strat. Um, they can they great find Great food. Uh, we like to get their little um, appetizer trio. It's like 15 bucks, But it's great. You get um, wings. You get traditional bone-in wings. You get potato skins. And you get two really big jumbo um, shrimp. Uh, I guess they call them prongs because they're yeah, so big, but they're wrapped in jalapenos and um, they got some kind of sauce or something, but it's, they're really good. Um, it's wrapped in jalapenos and um, some type of green pepper, but it's really good. Um, but we do that um, and it's like 15 bucks for that and we ate that as a meal. It's really, really good. It's really filling. The potato skins have steak and cheese. Um, it comes it's with salsa. Yeah, so you get like three or four of those suckers plus you get like five wings plus the two big uh, shrimp and it's really, you can eat that as a meal and again, at $15 in a... Um, a hotel uh name uh i should say like a for vegas considered uh name brand hotel on the strip uh that's a great um a great deal um now my husband was talking about breakfast across the street from the strat is this little no tail motel um and there's this wonderful sale. little cafe that has absolutely wonderful food. It's called the $5 Cafe. And that's where we ate most of our meals because, of course, when you're balling on a budget, um, you want to make sure that you don't spend all of your money on food. You don't spend all of your money on um, things that you can get for little or nothing. So in Vegas... Food is fairly inexpensive if you know where to look. Um, liquor is very inexpensive if you know where to look. And, um, of course, I think last time we talked about um, partaking in uh, things that are legal in states that may not be legal in other states. Those things are also um, economically friendly if you know where to look. So, anyway... Um, so we had a great time. The $5 Cafe has plenty of different varieties. It has American food. It has Mexican food. It has Asian food. So you have a lot of variety when it comes to food choices. And I think the most expensive thing on their menu might be like nine bucks. And so that's, I mean, everything else is nine. It's like nine bucks and under. Breakfast was like, Three ninety nine. You got bacon, eggs, toast, and a drink okay. for like four bucks. So I mean, hey, five dollar cafe. We give you a shout out as well. Um, and then they have drink specials and stuff in the evening. Um, so yeah, yeah if you want to be um, able to well drinks, stretch your budget. Two dollar beers. Yeah, you want to stretch your dollar when you're in Vegas. 
uh, look for little places like that because they, they're very beneficial to you. Yeah, so, I don't want to do it too much and tell them about black in the travel. We ain't said nothing about, hey, man, I came for the ass. Well, first of all, uh, this I came for trip, the ass and titties of the situation. So the know. Vegas trip was brought to you by Travel by the Browns. Um, and this particular podcast is brought to you by Travel by the Browns. So that's why we're talking a lot about the travel is because we spent eight days in Vegas Mm -hmm. and we only paid for four days in Vegas. All right. So we did a lot. We did a lot of things that um, we did not actually pay for because we were able to um, take advantage of a lot of the specials, a lot of the deals, a lot of the free things. And that's why we wanted to tell y'all about that. But we will get to the fucking in Vegas because there is a lot of fucking to be had in Vegas. And um, we had one hell of a great time. And I will tell you about my husband making um, handicapped people pass out. Okay. So I think uh, (laughs) one of my highlights of uh, kicking it around the area in, uh, around the stratosphere was the thick ass chick that we met when we went, did we go, what was it, a cannabis spot? And then, Mm -hmm. okay. Was she in the cannabis spot or no, Mm -mm. she was She's in the Walgreens. In the Walgreens near the cannabis She's spot. She's in the Walgreens across the street from the cannabis spot. Okay, so yeah, we go over there, and as we're chilling in line, uh, I think we just, you know, chopping it up, me and my wife, you know, you know, bullshit and whatnot. And I uh, look look behind me in line, and I see somebody that's chocolatey and uh, thick as cold peanut butter. And I'm like, well, damn, baby, I'm saying if we don't get everything we need here at the Walgreens, we can just go kick it at, you know, this uh, lady's uh, spot behind us. And she just kind of laughed, you know, ha ha, whatever, you know, you know, the ha ha, whatever laugh. And we're like, yeah, you know, but we, we yeah. laughing this off, but real talk, you, you, you can get it. And my husband uh, often forgets that I am that lady. I am that wife. I am that person who is going to. Um, definitely uh, make sure that he has a good time. So um, basically what happened was I saw that he was interested in her. And I saw that he did not want to appear to be um, blatantly flirting with her. Too aggressive, yes. In front of me. Um because he didn't know how she would take that. Um, Because I was flirting. And again, she knew I was with flirting. With us being a couple and people seeing us as a couple, sometimes it kind of takes people back a little bit for us to flirt with uh, members of the opposite sex in front of our spouses. Because they don't understand that what the hell is going our on lifestyle. On? So... Um, especially when it comes to the men, because women can often, especially if they don't know what your relationship is, women can often see that as rude and disrespectful for a man to very blatantly flirt with another woman when he's with his woman. So, um, 
pretty much, uh, he made the little comment. Yeah, so I was doing a little light flirting yeah, inside he, he the wall. Yeah, he made the little room. comment. She giggled. So I started flirting with her. And, um, and he made it obvious that he really did want to pursue this further. So when we got the opportunity, because we um, mm, went across. What happened was, no, we all went our separate ways, we per did, se. Can I finish my motherfucking sentence? No, I'm finishing your sentence. No, bitch. Anyway, so what happened was, well, we left the Walgreens. She went one way, we went the other way. We went across the street to the liquor store. When we got across the street to the liquor store, probably a couple of minutes later, she came in the liquor store. So now, because as we were crossing the street to go to the liquor store, that's when he actually made it obvious that he was like, yeah, she's thick as cold grits. Um, I would have hit that, all that stuff. So he's made it obvious to me. Did I say cold grits? Because that sounds like some shit I would say. Yeah, he, he made it obvious to me that if he got another shot at that, he would have definitely wanted that opportunity to happen. So as the wing woman and as the good wife, I was like, okay. If we get another shot at that, being that even though Vegas is like Atlanta, Vegas is a big, small city. So the chances of you running into people more than once is pretty good, Um, especially if they're from out of town and they're staying on the strip because people only know so many places to go in Vegas. So we get across the street to the liquor store. She winds up at the liquor store, too. I'm like, okay, we're going to make this happen. I'm going to get her number. So I go over there, and I follow her. So she goes to the back. I follow her to the back. I'm like, oh, what you drinking? Oh, yeah, we're going to have to come to your room and get a little bit of that. So I'm obviously flirting with her. And she was like, oh, yeah, come on. She was like, I got plans. I'm going to the strip club tonight mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, well, we, we need to We asked up. who did you come here with. Yeah, we and asked her like, who came she by came myself. here with. She said she was by herself. We was like, bells and whistles, bells and whistles. Um, and when so she we said, I'm like, going to the strip club, okay, yeah, I'm like, she might so be down. Being that she was willing to go to a strip club, we was like, baby, you just don't know. So anyway, I'm like, well, babe, give her your phone. Put your digits in my man's phone. So not only have I set this situation up, I have this woman putting her phone number in my man's phone. So she already knows I've co-signed on this shit. Which is what you have to do a lot of times, ladies, when you're in these situations and you're trying to hook your man up. You have to co-sign. Um, you have to obviously co-sign on the shit because um, some ladies, again, may see it as him being disrespectful to you if you're not obvious about the fact that you're okay with him not only flirting with them, but the opportunity of sex happening. So I'm I'm pretty much hardcore letting her know. My husband wants to have sex with you and if you're willing to do that, I'm willing to not only watch but participate. Um and so put your number in his phone. Okay, and what you guys can't see, um well, you might be able to hear the ice clinking around occasionally. So, yeah, this is a drinking cast. So, if you hear the ice, well, it's hey, always that's a the ice cast, on the audio. But additionally, as she's telling the story about thick ass Netta, she's over here taking titties out. That's because it's hot now, a little studio. You know, we're going to call it, hey, we're in a walk in closet. Okay. But that is also known as Energizer and Bunny Studio. Okay. 
So, and we got to figure out something because if we're going to have guests, which we are planning on doing, we got to find somewhere to have them because we can't bring them in the closet. Yeah, we just got to find a place, uh, you know, okay, the closet because it has clothes in it. It'll make certain that sound is not bouncing too much. Blah, blah, blah. You know, we, like I said, trying to keep the audio quality as high as possible. You know, we're balling on the budget trying to make it happen for, you know, under a grand. Trying to make it sound good, man, because I've listened to some... Uh, some other podcasts that has some excellent content, content, but I guess maybe I become an audio snob with some of the headphones. He is an audio snob, and... but we're not going there. We're talking about Vegas. So no, but I'm, okay. No, just give me this right quick. Uh-huh. Um, they're having some excellent ass conversation that I'm loving, but when the shit is just crackling in my, sound like they chewing that. God damn it, man! I'm enjoying y'all conversation, but man, the audio is fucking me up. So I don't know if they were. Recording off of an iPhone 3G or, but yeah, or, or the goddamn uh, microphone on that comes on a laptop. But yeah, the the audio wasn't as crisp as some of the podcasts that I like. So you know, on my end, I'm trying to do my best on a little budget that we have to keep our audio as nice as it is. So you know, yeah, we wanted to flow into your ear, John. Yeah, we're gonna shout out our um, sponsors at the end. So, but uh, nonetheless, okay. Yeah, some real good flirting. So ultimately, um, I think the flirting was one of the highlights. You know, actually getting her number and we chatted and um, we talked about getting together. But I think we ended up getting drunk and uh, having uh, good times and kicking at the hotel and making She had love. plans. So she had plans that night. She was determined she was going to the fucking strip club. Yes. She was telling us we could meet her at the strip club. But again, we're swingers. So we're kind of like, why pay... A cover charge to get in the strip club and then throw dollars at somebody taking their clothes off who we know we're not going to be able to fuck when we could play um, a door fee and fuck as many people well, as we swing, want to. Yeah. So, so we prefer to go to a like, swing club where there's going to be naked you know, people. Now, they're not going to have a full body kit put on them. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I don't, I don't want a body kit. Hey, shout out I to some of them. I know your shit is real. No, shout out to some of them. Hey. I'm not mad for you getting My a baby body kit real. because you're making your cheddar. I have no problem with you having a body kit. Make your money. What I'm saying is, um, if I have a choice between paying for the, the what do you what would I you guess call the that? privilege of watching somebody dance and twerk and pop it, pee pop or paying for stand. the suggestion that you are gonna have sex with me as opposed to paying for pretty much a guarantee that I I'm mean Chris have Rock sex already told you. us it wasn't no no sex in the champagne room okay so I'm just saying um if I have a choice between the two between knowing I'm going somewhere where I'm guaranteed that if you go drop it like it's hot and pop it and all of that stuff that if I want to lay you down in the bed and get some of that I can do that can as opposed to home, being somewhere where you know you alone, you're doing that girl. and if I'm not throwing a bunch of dollars at you, the chances like of me getting some is limit none, it, mostly none. Um, I, I, I prefer the first choice. Yeah. So anyway, moving on. So yeah, um, like, so, like, let me say, like we said, um, after you've gone to a swing club where there's beautiful people, I call, imagine the people that you would see in Walmart, you know, just regular everyday people and then some total bangers, you know what I'm saying, that should be on a movie screen somewhere. That's what a swing club is like, you know, just regular people. But the interaction in the swing club and the freedom there 
is just so much better than um, a strip club. Don't get me wrong. I love body kits. I love when somebody didn't had some beautiful, nice, new, shiny headlights put on them. They didn't had a bumper kit put on them. You know, they got the whole body works done. You know what I'm saying? Who was it? Mako? Yeah, they didn't went to Mako and had the whole body work done to them. I love that. You know what I'm saying? But <sighs> am I going to take a handful of one, a hundred, a hundred one just to throw it up in the air to make it drizzle? Yeah, I know. Throw up the strip clubs, making it rain. That's on, on topic. No, you're off topic. We we was talking about what she was planning to do. She went to the strip club. We went to the swinger club. That's pretty much end of story. Okay, that is it. We Excellent transition. <laughs> so we went to the swing club. Okay, so shit. We said last time we were here, we went to the Red Rooster. We know what that is. Okay, let's try something a little bit different this time. Let's try. Oh, let's look through Google. Fuck. What is this? Green door. Okay, green door. Let's look through it. The pictures look good. What you got to do? Goddamn order a an out-of-town pass? Okay, fuck it. That looks a little weird, but shit, I got a credit card. Let's go in and do that, you know. If I can get a weekly pass, we're going to be here for a couple of days. Let me get the week pass. We can go there, go a couple times if you got a week pass for what? I think it was 95 for a couple. Let's go. Set it up. Find ourselves a green door. Uh, what's going on? Hey, how you doing? We from out of town. We got a uh, pass that we ordered online. When'd you order your pass? Shit, I don't know. About two, three hours ago. Oh yeah, you would have had to order it that morning for it to be valid for the week. Okay. Well, shit. What is it? Well, I'll tell you what. I'll cancel your week pass, but the daily pass will be. Shit. What I pay seventy dollars or some shit like that. Yeah. I, I don't know. Okay. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, we were less than thrilled with Green Door. Uh, we could have yeah. had a V8. We okay. should have had a V8. Matter of fact, for what we paid to get there, we could have had five dinners at the motherfucking McCall. Okay, so, <laughs> so yes. let's do the, the pluses and the minuses of Green Door. Um, so they got pluses? Yes, the pluses is <laughs> the size of the club, okay. the the variety of the You're rooms. Okay. No, all right. All right. Go ahead. they had a big ass club. They had yeah. a lot of sections. They had rooms, mm -hmm. but okay, we give them that. The minuses is where it felt like you nickel and diamond us. It was like going to Piccadilly's. It was going to the Piccadilly's version of a club. Is what was what it was pretty much. So okay, let's do a drink refill while we do that. So y'all go no, hear my the drink. Don't need to be refill. Oh, you don't need anyway. Okay, we were myself. doing the Piccadilly's version of the club. So um, they charge you to get in. You get in. They charge you for everything. Water was like four or five dollars. Juices was like four or five dollars. All the all the mixers were four or five dollars. There were no, there was no drinking on the premises. So if you wanted to have an alcoholic drink, you either needed to have it before you got there or you had to go next door to the bar. So there's a bar that's not associated with the club. I think it is. I think they're getting something from that. Cause, they might. Because it's, it, in a little it's strip not mall. beneficial to them. And that's the only two things open in that fucking uh, strip. I don't know. The bar and How the, the hell... You have a swing club. We have never been to a swing club where, you can't one, drink. you can't bring your own alcohol, and they have no alcohol. Yes. We've been to swing clubs 
all over the, the a lot of places in the U.S. and even places in fucking Spain. And all of them, either you can bring your own or they have some. Mm-hmm. And most places, because you're paying the door fee, they're going to give you. A, okay, in Spain, I think they gave us, was it two drinks a piece? Mm-hmm. Okay, in Spain, they give us two drinks a piece. If you wanted to go beyond the two drinks, you can actually, at that point, buy some reasonably priced drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, every other place, okay, uh, Trapeze gives mixers. I think, did our Privé give mixers when? Shit, I don't know if they had their bar open when we went. Nonetheless, fuck Privé. Yeah. Sorry, Privé. I don't I don't want to say fuck Privé, but... No, we Privé saw, did have mixers. They did. It was upstairs. They had a little bit of something upstairs. They did right. have free mixers because I got some juice. Yeah. My bad, Privé. Y'all had juice. Okay. I said fuck Privé when... Hey, Privé, you all right with me. <laughs> Whatever. Privé, <laughs> Privé had mixers, free mixers too. The issue was that you're at a club and one of the things that causes the club to um, get on and popping is people drinking, mingling, yeah, being real social like and socializing. But when you take away the drinking portion of that, so like you take away the things that cause people to drink and I mean to socialize, which are sitting around, having a couple of drinks, having a chat, um, you are now stopping that conversation so people are not intermingling, so you don't really have... You don't have a meeting spot. You don't... In, in, a, in a swing club, you, you, you almost want to have... I don't want to call it a choke point, but you want to have it a place where people are congregating. Yeah. Therefore, they're Because they didn't have really... I think they had, they might have had music. I don't even remember the music. Because there was a sitting area. Because remember, there was a sitting area, but um, I don't think there was really like any music going on. So there wasn't a DJ. So you didn't have like a dance floor area. You didn't have anybody, you know, so there was nowhere. Without having a dance floor, you don't have people gathering in the area. Right. Um, dancing can become sexy, right? You, got, you know, and that causes people. I guess to the women doing their move. The, the dudes so you doing don't their have that. Step. You don't have that, and then you don't have drinking on the premises, and they're charging so much for the mixers. A regular beverage. I, yeah, I, I'm not going to even call reg- it a mixer. Yeah, because if they I can't were charging, put my drink in it. honestly, if they were charging like a dollar for a soda, um, or a dollar for some juice or and something like that, and I can like bring that, my uh, liquor. Um, even with. without the liquor, even if there was no liquor on premises, r- real talk, baby, real talk. If all of the mixers were a dollar, if the water was a dollar, if the sodas were a dollar, if the juice was a dollar, and all of that stuff, um, I guess it, I, I guess I I'm thinking in my own head because I'm not a straight up juice drinker. Yeah, or straight but up even water drinker. I mean, not I'm yet, not I gonna I'm not gonna pay pay you four dollars for water when i know that bottle of water probably costs you 50 cents if that if that because you probably bought it in a big old case a 24 case it costs you seven dollars right so me knowing that you pay you know pennies on the dollar for that case of water and you're trying to charge me four bucks for a bottle of water to me, that you're more about the money than Nickel you are diamond. about the experience. You ain't about and, the lifestyle. Yeah, and you're so not setting this up for real lifestyle people. Yeah, so that's the problem that we had with Green Door was the fact that 
um, it didn't seem like a club that was run by people who were in the lifestyle. It in looked love like the people who found out about the lifestyle, found out that benefit. they could make money off of people in the lifestyle, and that's what they chose to do. So, um, again, we did not have a good time there. Um, we did not do any playing there. We pretty much came in, checked it out. Had a drink. Went to the bar next door and had a, had went a drink. Went to a bar next door and had a drink. Came back over, checked it out a little bit more, and then called our Uber and left. So it literally was a waste of time and money. Um, Hold on. And- I, I, I don't want to just shit on Green Door. Let me give it. Let's give them some positives. Okay. So in terms of facility, they had a big-ass facility. Um, the area that we're both visualizing is they have a bar area. With uh, someone, they had a wonderful. No, I'm not saying they didn't have the space. Yeah, I'm let's not talk a little bit they about the space. The opportunity to have a fabulous club. Yes. What I'm saying is that the execution is off. Yes. And I, you know, I absolutely agree with that. I, I, I so want. I don't. But I don't want to give them any more air airspace because of really, what we're here to talk about is our sexual escapades and the good time that we had, and we did not have a good time at Green Door. Fuck Green Door. Let's move on. Let me give him a no, little. Baby, no, baby. No. I'm going to give him a little. No. Trust. I'm going to give him a little. Just a you little. You already gave him a little. We, we, we are at 37 motherfucking minutes. Hold on, baby. We didn't give them more time than they deserve. I'm going to give him a little, and then I'm going to turn the corner. Green Door need to be paying your ass, because okay. I wouldn't have gave him five minutes. Okay. They got theme rooms. My, they got, my they got take them. on Green Door would have been fuck Green Door Ultimately, and people that own it. And the horse they rode in on. They get that. The ultimate review for Green Door is Green Door can eat a dick. But. A diseased dick with all the symptoms. But being partial. Dripping. Okay, they got different rooms. With little pus thingies on it. Goddamn emperor room. It's got goddamn stuff that looks like something that a, uh, I don't know, uh, some gaudy stuff that a prince would sit on. They got the Adam and Eve room and some other bullshit in the waterfall. It, it was a big-ass club. In terms of space, they had a lot of space, but absolutely it did not feel like it was set up to really foster people who love a swinging lifestyle. It seems like somebody got a club, figured that there's a lifestyle out there, they can try to cater to it, and then nickel and dime the people that live that lifestyle. And that's why ultimately it gets the eat a dick rating. And there was nobody in that motherfucker. Oh, it, it, the people in there was was sparse. So I think the people that's in the lifestyle are coming to know that niggas. This is all that we're getting. I'm coming in here and giving you seventy dollars to go into your club. There's no DJ. It's really not set up to foster the lifestyle. There's not music popping that's getting things going. You can't drink in here. If you get thirsty, it's going to cost you an ass load on top of the money that you've already paid to walk into the club. Nah. Mm-hmm. But For be, being an analyst, I, I try to be fair. On top of the $70, we, $70 plus dollars we paid to get in that motherfucker, for both of us to have a drink, it would have been an extra $10. So now you didn't drop eighty dollars, and all you did was get in the door and have a fucking drink. And it wasn't an alcoholic drink; it was a motherfucking bottle of water. So yeah. Anyway, move the fuck on. Okay, so let's see. Now, where do we move? We move on with to the Luxor. Yes. Okay, so we're now at the Luxor. Um, so shout out to the Luxor. So the good thing is, woo, woo, 
Shout out to Miss Brown. Whoop, whoop. So, like we told you, um, swinging, especially if you're going as a couple, you're going to spice up the sexual lifestyle you and your partner already have. So, no, Green Door could eat a dick, but the good thing about it was I'm going back to the hotel with my wife, and uh, you about to take all the dick that all the chicks in the club would have got had it actually been set up. Yes, now for that, I do thank Green Door. Thank you very much, Green Door. I appreciate you doing me a solid. Yes, so we went back to the room, and <laughs> Bunny ended up getting the All business. The <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, we Woo! move on to the Luxor. So, you know, the Luxor Can setup. we say multiple orgasms, people? Let's say it together. Multiple orgasms. Yeah, yes. so we're having our chemical chemical good times <laughs> and um, alcohol good times. So we find ourselves over at the Luxor. The Luxor is real nice. It's kind of set up in a Sphinx kind of... So the Luxor, uh, the part of the Luxor that we stood, stayed in... Pyramid. Was a pyramid. It was like the Egyptian pyramid. Uh, it was really cool. Oh, the um, Alphas would love that shit. Huh? The Alphas. Yeah, it was a pyramid. It was really cool. Um, really, everything was Egyptian style up in that mug. It was really awesome. Um, the the elevators are called inclinators. Inclinators. Okay. Because, Can I tell them why? Yes. Okay. It's called an inclinator okay. because an elevator is something that just elevates one, meaning that you're going from a lower level to a higher level hopefully in a straight vertical line, but an inclinator, because you're not going straight up, you're actually going up in an incline, more of a 45 degree vertical angle. God damn it, he hit us with the angles again. I can't <laughs> wait to the goddamn condom corner this motherfucker with the three, four, five triangles. <laughs> yes, but again, it is an inclinator, and it gives you a... When you're going up the elevator, you're going to get a... A lean, 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 Yeah, it's going to be a sense of off-balance. Because you're used to going straight up. You're not accustomed to going up and over. So you literally, as you're going up, you're leaning to the side a little bit. So it kind of throws your equilibrium off, which is a very weird feeling because you are... Leaning to the side. You're not leaning the to the elevator. side. You're just being uh, moved you're at a 45 degree yeah, angle. You're shifting to the side in the elevator, which is pretty cool, but very disconcerting at the same yes. time because it's just a very weird feeling. And everybody that gets in the elevator, and like, that's the fun part about it. Because if you're in the elevator with other people, that's pretty much the conversation you're having is... Uh, you're still calling it an elevator. Oh, let's, well, let, me, me. let me tell that story. So you get in the inclinator. Let me tell that story. Yeah, okay. he has to tell you the so elevator story. So someone told us while we were on there, oh, they had to go back and rename the elevators, I mean the inclinators, elevators. Mm-hmm. Because in every other hotel, people are accustomed to going straight up. And they actually used to have it uh, defined as an inclinator. But people are like, how the fuck do I get up? Well, technically, you get up on the inclinator. It's kind of like an elevator, but it goes kind of in a 45 degree. Fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. 
label the motherfucker for fuck the elevator. <laughs> yes. So people know where they the hell to go to get people. up. They were confusing people. So pretty much what happened was, um, they renamed it the they, elevator. They named it Inclinator. The signs all said Inclinator, but nobody knew what the fuck they were talking about. And as much as they tried to explain it to people, nobody was getting it. Fuck it. So they was like, "Fuck it, yeah." Name it elevator. <laughs> okay. Let people know. Here's how you get up. Yes, and so people, um, yeah. But like I said, if you're in it with other people, that's pretty much the kind. It causes you to talk to like, anybody that gets weird? in the inclinator because everybody that gets in talks about the the fact that we're kind of leaning to the side a little bit I'm as going, we're going up, up but I feel weird. Yes. So it's it's a lot of fun because it really does cause you to talk to other people in the, in the inclinator. You feel it? Yeah, I feel it. <laughs> because you can't help it. You got to talk about the fact that you're kind of getting thrown off a little bit by leaning to the side a little bit and you go well, sideways not up. Well, I got all the pressure on my left leg. Yeah, and so it's a lot of fun. Um, I recommend if you go to Vegas, you just go to the Luxor just for the fun of going up in the Inclinator. You could do that. You should totally. And matter of fact, there's four sides, and you need to go on each side because the Inclinator is different on each side. So some of them are more obvious that you're going, that you're leaning to the side than other sides. So, um, and we were talking about that too. So some of them are a little bit steeper. So um, you really, really lean um, going up in the inclinator on certain sides of the hotel. Baby, so, why, why are you covering your titties? You you know, pull the titties out and now you're trying to put the robe on. I don't know on. what I'm doing. Anyway, why are you, anyway. So I'm anyway, you hold your have titties fun. Here. What are you doing? Go to the Luxor. Go in the pyramid. Have fun riding the inclinator, because that is one of the most free, fun, uh, little-known tourist attractions in Vegas. So anyway, moving on. So we had a great time at the Luxor. Our hotel room was beautiful. We had a great view of, um, I think it was the Excalibur is what. Our room was facing. I want to say. Sounds a bar right next caliber. I think our I think our room was. Yeah, facing I know because we walked. Excalibur. I know we walked around. We checked um, in. Yeah, because the tram was down. Yeah, and all in the Excalibur, the I think the MGM and the Luxor are all together. Yes, they have so a tram all, that travels. Yeah, yeah. Well, so one they of the are trams all down. under the same umbrella. So. um so do know that if you're staying in any of those hotels, they're all under the same umbrella. Your rewards work everywhere um, with those three hotels. Uh, so definitely um, get your points, uh, make you make your um, get your rewards and stuff like that. Great programs and stuff like that. They've got good food. Uh, we ate at Chicken Something. We had chicken tenders that were tender as fuck. And buttermilk melting your mouth. The chicken tender place. You got it off a of Groupon. Remember, it was in the hotel. Oh. Yeah. How can you forget the motherfucking chicken tender place? Oh, because that was next to the, um, what was uh, it, the Titanic? Yeah, so we on? went to, shout out to the Titanic Museum. We got Titanic those Museum. tickets for free. They were comped. Woo, woo. Um, to, thank you, Miss Brown. Uh, we actually had a great time at the, um, 
Titanic Museum. It was really cool to see actual parts of the Titanic, um, genuine pieces of the boat and pieces yeah, stuff of, that was recovered. Um, that had been recovered, uh, pieces of um, just like place settings and um, furniture and pieces of the boat and just reading some of the history. And the cool part is they give you a card that is one of the people that was on the Titanic. So you have your card in your hand, and as you go through the exhibit, you get to um, read all of these different things, and then at the end, you look at the board, and you have to figure out if your person actually survived or died um, in the accident. Um, so, um, did you survive or did you die? So my person survived. Her dad passed away. Okay, because I survived too. Yeah. And I was like, did they give black people cars to survivors? I'm like, I don't know, because yeah. I don't think it was on purpose. Because she just grabbed the card and gave yeah, it we to both us. Survived. It was kind of like a. Uh, I think it was more of an anonymous. She just grabbed one and gave it to us. So it was, I guess it was a game of chance. Okay. But I thought that was pretty cool that you. Um, you get the card, you get to read about a person, an actual person that was on the Titanic and, um, and read kind of a little bit of their history, read whether they were first class passengers, second class, third class, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you get to, um, figure out at the end whether or not they actually survived the wreck. And so it's pretty cool because it makes you stop at the end and you have to search for their name. Um, and um, you get to see all of these different names of survivors and people that passed away. And you it really makes it real to you um, because everybody's heard the story. Everybody's watched the movie and all of that stuff. And, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio and the blah, blah, blah. But a lot of people don't really take into consideration that this is something, this is a tragedy that happened to people. Um, this is something that um, was a historical event. This was like, I think, the biggest ship of its kind at the time. Mm -hmm. um, it was its first real voyage, and... Um, and a lot of the people, a lot of the poor people that were on this ship um, had really scraped and saved and, and made a lot of sacrifices to take this trip. Um, a lot of the first class people were just doing it because they had money and they wanted the prestige of saying they had been on the voyage and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And, um, and when this tragedy happened, it class didn't have a whole lot to do with whether or not you were going to survive this sucker. Um, you know, everybody was on the, pretty much the same footing. All y'all was hitting the same water. All of y'all was, you know, trying to survive the same tragedy. And it was really the luck of the draw because what it looked, from what I saw, it looked like you had more of the lower class people who survived than the, um, the upper class people that actually survived the thing. And it might have also been because know. of the numbers were skewed because you had more poor people on the boat than you had rich people because you had a lot 
because you're taking because the way they had it set up, the poor people were also um, in a different place. So like the people who worked the ship, right, were in the same group with the poor people who were just riding on the ship, right. So if you were working on the ship, like if you were a cook or a maid or a housekeeper or something like that, you were put in the same. Um, smaller quarters, living quarters, as the poor people who had just gotten a were just getting a ride on the ship. So those numbers were a lot greater than the rich people who were on the ship. So, of course, if you're you've got greater numbers, then more of you are going to survive. If you know, survive the the accident, then. Um, a group that had less numbers, but it was just, it was very, um, very interesting. It's almost like going to the Holocaust museum where it doesn't become real to you that this is something in history that actually happened to people until you actually start to see, uh, pieces of these people's lives that have been pulled from the wreckage and pulled from the water and and you're reading the stories and you're reading about um what happened to them or what their lives were like before they got on the boat so it was really great yeah um, so i'm not a big history buff but for me that was pretty cool so so what they did was um as you're walking along you get to walk through and you see what a first class quarter looks like yeah what a second class quarter looks like what a third class quarter looks like um if we're looking at dinnerware, you get to see the fancy first-class dinnerware, the, you know, regular, you know, second-class dinnerware, and the, you know, substandard, you know, third-class dinnerware. Mm-hmm. But if I'm thinking about what I remember most from it was that, because um, remember, they hit an iceberg. Mm-hmm. So what I remember most from the exhibit is they have a huge ass piece of ice so as you're going through oh yeah as you're going through the area yeah you all of a sudden like damn this am i tripping or is it getting cool yeah so like you're walking through this area as you're trying to experience what people on the boat might have experienced like the temperature is literally dropping like yeah am i tripping or is it getting cold this motherfucker as we get closer to the iceberg yeah okay there's a room that you get in where they have a huge ass piece of ice so they got ice in there and i guess because they've had little kids and other people walk it's through there it's a fraction of the size of the iceberg that the boat hit you got goddamn a live piece of, i mean a real piece of ice Imagine that you can put your hand on. Fill your whole living room. I don't know how big your living room is. If you got a big ass living room, fill it up with a big ass block of ice. And they have a block of ice that big. And because people have been coming in there all day, you can see where people have put their hands on it to see if it's, it's really ice. Yeah. And they've melted handprints yeah. into this big ass piece of ice. So as you're walking through, you literally feel the temperature drop until you get to where they're about to hit the iceberg not only that they have a huge ass portion of the hull that showed you what the hull of the ship looked like yeah so they i got a big piece of the side in terms of, the of it ship. being cool and just a little section so so they show you the what the ship looks like like they show you uh, a scale of the ship and they show you the section 
that you're looking at. Now you're looking at something that is huge. It's like going into a meeting room. Like if you go into a meeting room that can fit probably about 50 or 60 people, that's how how big this piece of the ship is. But when you look at the scale of that against the portion of the ship that this came off of, it's like this tiny little piece of the ship. But it's big as shit. But it's in that big room. as shit. And um, it, t- it takes up like a huge, it, took, it takes up like a full room. Um, so it's like just looking at that, like, wow. And a piece of ice ripped a hole in that. Like, damn. When does a piece of ice is a fucking iceberg? Well, yeah, a big old block of ice. But yeah, but so it's, like I said, it's very, it, they really bring you into the situation that these people experience because you get to feel this ice. You get to feel how cold it is. You get to feel the temperature of the room and see how the temperature dropped. And you can imagine yourself not only um, being there, but being in water that cold and, and you know, being on a boat that big and having... If you've ever been on a cruise, it's like you could imagine what if something hit the cruise ship and my ass is in this all that motherfucking water. All so, the water. Yeah, so it was it was awesome. We enjoyed it. Um, it from the outside, and then they've got like the outside looks like the Titanic movie. And so, honestly, a lot of people sleep on this exhibit because they're like, you know, eh, it's a museum, I mean, and I'm not a museum person myself. Museum. Um, I think we lost our audio. Okay, I think we lost the audio, but I can see our away file, so yeah. it might just be that our headphone for some reason. I mean, you know, just keep talking, and I'm yeah. going to plug us but back like in I and said, see if we um, get the sound It was one up. of those things where, um, even though I'm a museum person, I definitely enjoyed that exhibit. I was very appreciative that we had the opportunity to go through that because that was something that I would not have um thought to do on our own and it was an experience that I'm very happy that we had had the chance to do yeah so I guess we didn't talk about the one that we did while we were in the stratosphere while we're in the stratosphere we did the Michael Jackson experience oh yeah we met Um, Michael Jackson I got the towel with Michael Jackson's sweat and his makeup on it (laughs) so I'm, I'm gonna say the dude he looked like foreign He's a white white dude. He was either white or Hispanic. He looked some kind of mulatto, like white-ish, but... That's what I'm saying. So he was either white or Hispanic. Um, I'm not sure which one. He, um, Like I said, um, he was not a black guy. He, no. He was either white or Hispanic. He had had a lot of work done so he that he had. looked a lot more like Michael Jackson. This dude looked like um, he, had a he lot appeared of to have had a, a nose job. He had a lot of So his, his nose so, job looks like Mike's that's nose. That's to be expected. Most people who are going to impersonate Michael Jackson have to have a certain amount of work because Michael Jackson had a lot of work done. And if you're going to look like him, you can't look like him, genuinely look like him without having work done. You just, you can't. And the fact that he has a show in a major hotel um, that he's doing every night, people expect to pretty much, f- for 
all intents and purposes see kind of envision Michael Jackson. Yeah. And he did a really good job um of of doing that. He did. Um and, and so I'm, I'm imagining if, if you're in Vegas, yeah, you can be one of the better Michael Jackson impersonators. Yeah, absolutely. So um so I, I think and I don't know, um he may have also um he may have gotten that gig from off of what, America's Got Talent or something like that, because I know a lot of the um, folks that are working in the hotels that are headliners, mm-hmm. a lot of them have gotten their gigs off of America's Got Talent. I don't know if he's one of them, but I know a lot of people have. So um, kudos to him. I don't know his real name, but he's the Michael Jackson impersonator at the Stratosphere and the Michael Jackson Live show. That was a great show. We had an absolutely wonderful time. Um, I was so excited. He played, he sang Human Nature. Um, you don't, oh, you don't also always get um, a Michael Jackson impersonator that does human nature. Now, granted, I want to find a Michael Jackson impersonator that does some of Michael Jackson's really good songs that people have slept on because um, Heaven Can Wait is a good song. Uh, Butterflies is a good song. Um Blood on the Dance Floor. There's several Michael Jackson songs that people have slept on that are really good songs that I wish some of the Michael Jackson impersonators would uh, incorporate in their show. Because for me, it would be a better show if you sang some of the better, less known songs. Um, Yes, sing some of the popular songs, but sing some of the lesser-known songs that Michael Jackson did um, just because it makes you unique. And it also shows that you're a true fan because um, it shows that you know more than just what was played on the radio. That's just my opinion. Um, But again, uh, he did a great show. We had an absolutely fabulous time. There was a good crowd there. Um, And to say, I think we did that on a... What night did we do that on? Like a Saturday was, night? Yeah, either a Saturday or, Saturday like a, or Sunday, because... No. It had to be Saturday or Sunday, because we went one night to Michael Jackson. It was Jackson, Saturday night. Because we did um, Chris Angel. It was Saturday night. We did Chris Angel on Sunday. Okay. I'm going to tell you why I know it was Saturday we, night, because we, we only spent Friday. two nights at the, at the right. Strat, and we did Friday night and Saturday night mm-hmm. at the Strat. We left on Sunday, so yeah. it had to be Saturday. Anyway, uh, let's move on to the next club. So, so the, next the next club, club we, we went did... to was Studios. No. No, we only went. Did we do? We did Red Rooster. Did we do Red Rooster? We did. When did we do Red? Hmm. We did Red Rooster. We did do Red Rooster because let's see. This did time around, it, did we do it Friday night? No, we didn't. We didn't do it Friday night. So I think we had to, because remember, Red Rooster is not open on every day. So no. So what we did was we did. Um, I think we, we did, did studios first. No, we did studios last. Studios was Thursday night, the Thursday before we left. Okay. So we did um, Green Door, and then we did Red Rooster, and then we did studios. Okay. Because we went to Red Rooster on Saturday night. 
Okay. Did we do Saturday night? I guess because we were there so... No, we did Red Rooster first. We did. We did Red Rooster first. We did Red Rooster Saturday night. And then we did Green Door on Sunday. Because Green Door was open and Red Rooster was closed. And then we did Studios on Thursday. That's how we did it. That was the order. Okay. So anyway, so back to Red Rooster. Um, We did Red Rooster. Of course, we had a good time at Red Rooster as always. Because um, what we did, I think we played together at Red Rooster. Because I felt like we came like later. We did. Because we didn't come early to Red Rooster. Because we went after Chris Angel. Yes. Okay, because we went to see a magic show, then we went back to our room, had a little bit of our uh, our substances and chemicals that make the night turn up. Yes. Um, we ended up going to Red Rooster. So Red Rooster is the place that we told you guys it about. on a Saturday. Let's fuck the day. Let's just say we went. We did go. Because we went, you know, because we were there eight days, things yeah. got mixed up. Uh, we don't know. Nonetheless, what we went we, back yeah, to Red we Rooster. we really don't know what day. Because when you're in Vegas, all the days start going together. All you know is the day you're supposed to get there and the day you're supposed to leave. So real talk, um, we can't really tell you what day we did shit. So yeah, we went there later. So I think we ended up playing together for a little while upstairs in the upstairs yeah, area. Yeah, we, we told them about. Yeah, we we uh, we. And by the time gave we turned each other up, orgasms, and then we went and gave other people orgasms. Not at Red Rooster. Not at the Red. Did we? Uh uh-uh. uh Because it, it was late. We ended up playing together. I think there were other couples playing near us, but because everything kind of started later and it felt like it ended because remember it, it felt like it ended quickly and they were like hey we about to it close because they kicked us out closing. Early. yeah and they didn't have they didn't have that group that usually goes to the club was somewhere it, else was afterwards. it a day was it goddamn daylight savings times or some shit like that because it, it felt like we was there and they're like oh we closing our shit now that's and we what, was like the fuck no, it wasn't daylight savings time. That happened to us a couple of week, a week or so ago, but it wasn't. Oh, that. daylight savings time happened at the loft. Yeah, it did. But um, no. So pretty much what happened. This was, was an early night or something. This was no. What happened was we went during the early part of the week. Yeah, because them so motherfuckers was, closed shit down at like two fifteen. Early part of the week, and because it was the early part of the week, they closed earlier than they were supposed to. Um, it. It was probably about an hour earlier than they were supposed to. And so it was kind of a shock to everybody because a lot of people started getting popping. Yeah, because things were starting to get popping and we had to roll out. And we were like, uh. And we hadn't been there that long. And so it did feel like almost a wasted trip because it felt like we had only been there. Matter of fact, we had only had maybe a drink, maybe two. Mm-hmm. when they were shutting it down. They're like, hey, we're closing it down, so yeah. if you're not fucking now, you can get it started, and if you're already fucking, you can yeah. finish, but we're closing in a second. Yeah, so we wound up um, leaving Red Rooster, which wasn't a huge deal, because, again, we had gone to Red Rooster before. We had had a good time. Right, so we um, got a little bit of love from them from what we know is yeah. available in the past on our yeah. first trip. Some of the good friends, well, actually, one of the good friends was while we went down there early. Yeah, um, and so anyway, we um, we did that. Um, we were we wanted to make sure that we hit 
all three of what we were told were the most popular clubs in Vegas. There's another one. So, I'm getting there, babe. Okay. So, we were told that the most popular clubs uh, for swingers um, in Vegas right now were um, the Red Rooster, the Green Door, and Studios. Mm -hmm. So, we were determined to do all of those, especially since we were there for as long as we were. So the and last one while we, had, we were there, there's another one that we learned about that we didn't get to go to. Um, like like the don't res. ask me because I don't remember. But anyway, yes, on. there's another one. So Whatever. when we go back to Vegas, there's another one that we've not okay. gone to yet. We're not gonna get into that because we're running long. Okay. Anyway, so um, we went to studios the Thursday before we left because we left on that Friday. We got there. We were there Friday to Friday. Um, we went to studios on Thursday. We did enjoy Studios. Studios was a fun club. Studios was similar to Green Door in that they do charge for the mixers as well. But their entry prices are a lot more reasonable. Yes, the entry prices are very reasonable. Thirty for a couple. Yeah, it was like twenty bucks for a couple. Um, Also, you can bring your own mixers, so you can pretty much bring your own setup. So, had we known we could have brought our own mixers, we would have done that. Because um, I don't think we drank while we were there either because... I don't think so. Mixers, were, we were charged for mixers. We had our liquor, but we didn't drink it because we didn't want to pay for mixers. Um, okay. we're, we're just... It's not really being cheap. It's just... We just get accustomed to, to how we are. For free, it's hard to pay for shit you used to getting for free. Um, so... Uh, we they had a nice spot. They had a nice spot. They have a lot of space to a club area. They had a uh, DJ. A very nice space. They have a DJ. Um, they did karaoke, and we had fun with the karaoke. Um, I was actually which, supposed to sing karaoke, yeah. but I was fucking. Yeah. So, um, but I thought that was I thought that they did a very good job at getting people to interact with others. Having something um, fun to do there. Having something fun to do, something to bring people together. Um, they have, um, they uh, they get it. So it's run by, you can tell that it's run by people who either were in the lifestyle or are in the lifestyle. Um, outside is set up, so pretty much every part of this club is set up to... Um, be conducive conducive to play. play. Um, Outside, they've got beds outside in the backyard. They've got a um, basement area where they've got beds. I think that was a dungeon area. Kind of, sort of. But there was beds and stuff down there. That's a play Um, area. There's uh, couples play areas. There's individual play areas. There's theme rooms. Um... There's, I mean, it's... There's sofas and beds in the uh, club slash dance area. Yeah, and it was, it's set up a lot like um, Red Rooster where it is a very big house that someone converted. I can see that. um, Into a swinger club um, and made all of that space very conducive to play. So, um... The green door is not like that. Uh, green door is like we said in the strip mall, and it looks like it 
used to be maybe a actual club in a strip mall that somebody converted into um, a play-friendly area. Um, so the differences between the two clubs that we like and the one that we didn't was the fact that the two clubs we like looks like somebody took a home that people used to live in and converted all of that space into play areas and made it conducive, pretty much made it a very nice house party feel. Um, and if and, you want to do your BDSM, they had those areas. Yeah, so they had a lot of space. They had a lot of things going on. Like we said, they had a DJ. It was a lot of fun. Um, we had a good time there. My husband made handicapped people pass out. Is that the one where they had the um the little bench where you could play on, or was that the other club? No, it was that one. Okay. Yeah, they had the little bench there. Yeah, they were talking about, hey, we got this area to play in that, you know, is only available so-and-so. They only made a limited number of these uh, play-style bed slash, I don't know, things. Oh, I know what you're talking about. That is, that's, that's the studio. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't even remember what the name of that thing was. The Spider. Ah, that sounds right. It's the spider. Yes. So, um, it looks like a old timey uh, gynecology, like like a weight bench, uh, something you could work like out. Like a weight me. bench that might have been converted into um, obstetrics uh, uh, table or something like that. But pretty much the. It's for the lady to lay back on it and you can move her legs different ways so that you can get in there and get your business on. Um, but it was pretty pretty cool. And like they were saying, it's um, price-wise, um, if you were trying to sell it online, it'd be a few thousand dollars because they don't make them anymore. And they only made so many of them. And it's like the ancient um, first version of like a... I don't even know what, what it's, you... Uh, it's old school, but sturdy. Yeah, I don't even know what, what... What to compare it to. What to compare it to now, because... Maybe it's like like when y'all get, go get your OB um, examinations done, and you get the yeah, legs up joint. Yeah, it looks like that. Yeah. But, yeah. But it was a sex... So a place to put your but arms, a place to put your legs. Used for sex. Your guy can get in between them legs. Yeah, he and can give get in you between your legs. He can pull your legs in different directions. But the this thing has something for your legs to rest on. So you can change if the y'all angles. are going for a while, your legs don't get tired because your legs have something to rest on. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can do that those positions for a while. And not get the the leg fatigue. Because, you know, if your legs is opening up for a good minute, you know, you get leg fatigue. No, nah, you got to put them legs in, in, in the crux of your elbows. Well, right not every man does that. Some of y'all are lazy as fucking and they don't do oh, that. They'll give so, you the elbows to put the leg on? No, they don't. Goddamn, the whole hamstring is tight? No, they don't. So, anyway. Um, okay. So, when, when we don't have somebody who's being... Uh, understanding that you yeah. know if they want to put do your that leg on my shoulder for 45 put minutes, it in the in the elbow in they the gotta crux. avoid the leg fatigue okay. you know that kind of bullshit but anyway so um 
but yeah, we had a good time at the studio. So I have to tell y'all a story about my baby making a handicapped lady fall off. Oh, and it's LGBT friendly. Why you keep trying to stop that story? No, from I'm not happening. gonna stop the story. I want to tell him that it's oh LGBT my friendly. Oh goodness! my baby is trying to stop me from telling the fucking story. Cause me and the other dude, we almost got fooled. Cause it was it was a a transgender female, uh, you know, male to female, and I don't understand how a dude could have hips that small. But we both looked up and we thought that that, you know, was a cis female. And all the ladies were like, yeah, that's a guy. We were like, that one? Yeah, that one. The, the dainty one. I don't know, maybe in our head. We don't know, maybe we don't know that many dudes that's that damn dainty. But nonetheless, um, yeah, it was a transgender that, you know, would have fooled me and the other guy next to me. Wow. Um... Steven, he reckon I don't know. I think Steven had been there before, and Steven knew who that was. Like, yeah, I know who that that person is. Just yeah. put all the bad government out there. I didn't give a last name. <laughs> you, do you know how many Stevens there are? We usually say initials only, baby. Okay. It's too late now. Keep it going. There's a lot of Stevens in the world. Whatever. Goddamn, it could be Steve. It could have been Captain America. It could have been Steve Rogers in there. Whatever. Anyway. Um, so yeah, go ahead and tell a story because so, I didn't know the story until she told me the story. Whatever. That's why he keep trying to get me to stop telling the story. No, so you know we were in there sitting in the uh, karaoke area talking to the people in the karaoke, and there was a lady and her husband in there. We were chatting. Oh, that um, was her husband. Was that her husband? Guy. Fuck if I know. She came with a guy. I guess I assume when I see her, you know, well, male and female enter assume, together and they're about the same two people age. Together, they married. They're about the same age, you know. She seemed, she seemed a little on the frail side. Anyway, she was frail, so and my baby made her more frail. So anyway, um, what had happened was, so uh, she comes in there and she has a whole uh, walker cane thing with the four little prongs at the bottom. Um, so she's using that to get around, and uh, she goes to the back outside in the backyard area and um i guess she was i don't know checking it out or whatever but she's coming back in and she had been flirting with my husband and i guess uh whatever comments were made i guess he had told her she was gonna get the dick or whatever no we were just doing general flirting i don't know what the conversation was but what i do know it was what, just general i'm gonna just tell you what happened he can tell you what led up to whatever whatever what i was witness to was she came back in. My baby had just finished having sex with the young lady who um, we came in to see anyway. Um, the young lady whose birthday it was, we came to celebrate, and that's why we came into Vegas early. So we came to celebrate Miss D's birthday, mm -hmm. uh, and he had just finished having sex with Miss D, so he pulls out. He turns around. He's got the rock hard dick, and he is is like, it's like an arrow pointing at this woman as she walks in the door. She looks at him. She looks at the dick. She goes, uh, and she literally collapses. Her knees buckle. She falls on the floor, cane and all. He literally made her pass out from looking at his dick. 
and I am doing everything in my motherfucking power not to bust out laughing. And it took two men to get her up off the floor and get her steady. It was like watching like a baby um, ostrich or something just trying to walk after it came out as mama. Like her legs literally wobbled and collapsed from underneath her and she fell onto the floor and it was like, pimp down, pimp down. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then he turned back around and he said that he didn't see her. He's I, like totally oblivious. Real talk. That I didn't he see turned any around. Of this. His dick made this woman pass out on the motherfucking floor. She clutched the pearls and passed the fuck out. I'm I like, how did you not notice that, baby? I did not see it. So when she first told a story to some friends of ours that we were playing with at the loft. That was my first time hearing the story. So she said, yeah, I'm, I'm telling that story I didn't, I didn't, on the podcast. First of all, I it wasn't a story I was telling him because he was a fucking witness. I, I was like, it. I didn't feel that I needed to um, say anything to you because you was a fucking witness. I didn't see it. Oh, my goodness. So anyway, the poor lady, he did wind up fucking the shit out of her, but... So he maybe, made her pass out first. So maybe she was turned on by the whole situation because Ooh, she as, as, as we're getting towards the end of the night, she, she gets turned up. the pearls. And um, she was playing with some people, so I don't know. It was a group of people. I think she was giving some head and, you know, taking some dick. He and made her lightheaded. She passed the fuck so, out. So she started playing, and I guess... Um, she was like, I'm going to go ahead and play with these dudes because he's been fucking the shit out of her for a while. He might need a, a break. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. So. And the torpedo was okay. pointing in her direction. She the way I ready. play it is, <laughs> if I'm being honest, like a lot of times when I'm playing, if I see a whole bunch of other dudes that want to play with a chick, I'll fall back. I'm like, okay, let them play because, hey, it is what it is. Because real talk, not not on some, you know, bragging on me or bragging on my dick thing. But if I get in it, it it's going to be a second. It ain't going to be, oh, let me hop in this for three minutes and then I'll let the next guy go. It ain't going to be three minutes. So I, so she was playing and I got in and she and I gave her the business for a little while. So it was only later on that she was like. You know, as we were leaving the club, you know, chatting it up, swapping numbers and everything, she was like, I am really surprised that you were, you know, you were able to go because I saw you giving it to her and I thought, you know, you were probably going to be done for the night. I'm like, mm-mm, I wasn't done. That's, you know, that's the whole energizer thing, you know. It's a lot of trust. From what I hear from the ladies, it's a lot of dudes that's full of a lot of shit. That's talking all kind of shit that they can do and will do. And I'm going to bang your back out. And, oh, mm-hmm. it's this and that. And, and you fuck around and need a V8. Mm-hmm. You know. So, yeah. I, I guess she was pleasantly surprised that you after. You counted the tiles on the ceiling. And you're like, damn, they could use a paint job. Yeah. So, after <laughs> she'd seen me playing with somebody for a little while, she was surprised that I was still able to play with her. So, you know, we played a little while. I think probably until the was it to the club close? Mm-hmm. Yeah, to the club close. And then, you know, we swapped numbers. So we're like, hey, yeah, we can make the Vegas, you know. You know, we can uh, do a remix of that story. We can come back to the studio and 
have a good time. You know, we can find some other people and extend the group and all that That's good she stuff. She got her sea legs back. I know she passed out. <laughs> oh my gosh. So anyway, like I said, we had a great time in Vegas. So we really did. Um, we do recommend that you go to the studio and Red Rooster if you go to Vegas. Um, if you like uh, paying a grip to get in the door, having to go next door to buy a drink, and uh, having a sparse crowd, having to listen to music on your cell phone that you're probably not allowed to bring in there, uh, feel free to go to the green door. Um, you know, it's going to cost you a grip plus. And, you know, there might be three people in there. Um, but have fun. Okay, so who's doing the condom corner? Am I or are you? You can do condom corner. Because I don't, I mean, it's been so long, I don't even remember which one of us fucking did it the last time. So go for it. I think you did. I think you did. But nonetheless, I'll do the fresh. condom corner and watch what we do right here. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for our condom corner. Okay, yeah, so let's see. I'm checking in, making certain that uh that was audible for all you listeners. I'm checking our audio waveform. Yeah, and I see it up there. So yeah, you heard that. That was actually music for the goddamn condom corner. <laughs> yeah, you see what I did? He's so proud of himself. Hey, yeah, yeah. Man, I'm a real producer out yes, this Hercules, bitch. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Somebody give me producer credit. <laughs> I can put this shit on my resume now. I got producer <laughs> credits. Goddamn, I'm doing this thing. My baby is feeling so proud of himself right now. The mama is proud and like, of that baby. Got the ass. Like, y'all know about me. I'm a Trojan man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so Trojan is actually somebody that we follow as well. Hey, real talk. Uh, First of all, I have to shout out Trojan because Trojan has done a wonderful job marketing to the African-American community because every black man out there feels that he has to have a Trojan in his uh, repertoire. No, Um, what Trojan did is with Trojan Magnum, they made Trojan synonymous with big dicks. So everybody want to have a big dick. So everybody want to use a Trojan. That's, that's that's genius marketing because Trojan is not the best condom out there. I just, you know. Um, they had a lot of bomb-ass condoms. They do. I'm not hey. saying they don't. So I'm, I am not, please don't take this the wrong way. I am not knocking Trojan. What I'm saying is when you look at the number one condoms out there, Trojan is in the top, mm-hmm. but it's not the number one. Who's number one? Um, I want to say it is Crown Condoms, Beyond, Crown? Beyond Seven Crown. Yes. They've been holding the number one spot for probably about six, seven years. So what but, is... But anyway... What is Crown? We'll talk about that at another. We can talk corner. about it. It's a condom corner, so you can no, say what crown we got is. condom corner now. We'll do that next time, next episode. But anyway, what I'm saying is that marketing wise, I have to give it to Trojan because Trojan has managed to convince every man that if he wants to put it out there that he is well endowed, he needs to pull a Trojan out of his pocket. 
And I think that is brilliant marketing because I took marketing in school. And the purpose of marketing is that you want people, when they think of a product, to think of your brand. Mm -hmm. Just like uh, tissues. Yes. You know, Kleenex. blow your nose tissues. Kleenex. Everybody calls tissues Kleenex. Yes. Kleenex is a brand. Not a tissue. Okay? It's not tissue. It's a brand of tissue. Exactly. But everybody calls all tissues Kleenex. Okay. Because they've kilted. They yes. Cornered so it. that's what I'm saying. When uh people talk about condoms, even if they're not pulling out a Trojan, they will call it a Trojan. Because Yes, that. I've had people say that. Oh, they call it a Trojan even though it's not a Trojan? Right, so they refer to condoms as a Trojan. Good job, Trojan. So Shout that's out what to I'm, you. I had to give them those props because whoever has been doing the marketing for them is killing brilliant. It. Yes, they're killing it. All right, so on, on my end, on what she's saying, I know that that's not the case. You need a refill? Okay. I didn't need you to say that out loud. You could have no, said that and talked at the same motherfucking time. And when they hit hey, a glug. You can't multitask, motherfucker. No. I can hit a glug in my headphones. He is so college know. educated and can't multitask. Bless his little heart. No, I can multitask. Come on. You hit a clink, a clink, clink, clink. Like, what the fuck is that clinging? Hey, we drink it right now. No, he could have done condom toner and poured a drink at the same time, y'all. I got the metal shaker. They're going to hear this glug. It didn't matter. They knew we was drinking. We told them that already. Right, but I want somebody. What the fuck? Is, what's what the fuck is clanging? Uh, I'm trying to hear about condoms. Condom they, corner's supposed to be like a minute, minute and a half. We it's taking condom, it five to seven minutes long. This condom corner, this condom corner is long as fuck. Okay, that's what she said. <laughs> Nonetheless, thick as fuck. Okay, yeah, this condom corner, this gonna be one of mine. You can be short long as it's thick. Motherfuckers. Nah, it's going to be long and thick. I just like, like long and thick, but I'm saying if it's short and thick, we ain't complaining about that shit either. I can't Keep call talking. it. Nonetheless, <laughs> my condom corner is the Trojan Supra. So, I'll be honest, Trojan knows this. Every Trojan is not made for a big man because they got ends. They got a whole bunch of other stuff mm -hmm. that um is... The normal size condoms. Yes. Nothing wrong with normal size condoms. Not a fan of ends. I am not either. Is ends just not good or is it just not big? So ends is their go-to for regular for regular. Size it seems regular. And that is so, a good ends. So yeah. So the Trojan ends is the regular, normal original go-to trojan so if you are a gentleman who just a regular guy is a regular guy and nothing is wrong with the regular guy please do not take this as a negative we do not talk negative sex on this podcast everything we talk on this podcast is sex positive so i have to say that because when we talk about condoms and penis sizes and all of that stuff yeah we i don't talking. want anyone to feel um, feel slighted or feel as if we are downing them or anything like that when it comes to us talking about um, condom, condom condoms, sizes. penises, vaginas, whatever. Breast, anything. So, like I was saying, um, the 
my husband was saying he did research on the average penis size and the average penis size in was the US five point six. Yeah, five point six um I almost said ounces. Five point mm. six inches. Yes. Um is the average penis size. Now we know most men fall a little bit well uh, significantly bigger than that. No, most men African American men most African American men are anywhere between six and a half and eight inches um, with average um, penis size. Um, what Trojan did was Trojan created a condom that that hits the the average guy. The average guy. And when we say the average guy, we mean across the board, across all nationalities, average penis size. So the Trojan ends condom will fit someone who is 5.6 inches to about six and a half inches long penis size um, with probably about maybe two inches of girth, if that. Yeah, let's call it medium length. Yeah, medium, medium girth. girth. Okay. So if you're the average guy, yeah, that ends might be a it's bomb a ass condom fit for, for you, you, probably. Um, and what we're saying is because different nationalities have oh, different, different people in just different different people. people in general, different people, different people in general have different size penises. Um, the ends is not always a good go to for a lot of. Um, people, a lot if of men. If you're smaller than average, yes, or larger and, than average, and please, uh, because we're and I'm I'm gonna take the time to say this because it, it is extremely important. It's coming from a woman, and I really want to drive this point home. Condom fit is so very important. It's the most important thing when you're talking about safer sex. Um, honestly, guys, it is extremely rare that a woman is going to pick up a package and read the package to see what brand of condom you're using, whether it says extra large or it says whatever, whatever. Real talk. Um, condom companies have gotten very smart. And a lot of companies have realized that the gold pack, because Trojan is wonderful at marketing, that a gold package is um, desired. Desired. So, con um, so Trojan put it out there that their Magnum condoms came in the gold package, and that gold and black writing and blah blah blah. So. That is like the gold standard, and um, and that's supposed to mark that you have a certain size penis. So what other condom companies have started doing is creating their condoms, condom packages in, similar. in that similar packaging. So their Icon. condoms come in that gold packaging. There's a lot of them. Lifestyle does it. Um, Icon. Icon does it. Um, there's a ton of um, condom companies who now sell their condoms in a gold package because they know the gold package makes you think a certain way. It's all a mind fuck. 
So do understand, gentlemen, that if you need a snugger fit condom, do not be ashamed of that. If you have it, own it. Um, I'm like this. Uh, your size is the right size. Your size is the right size, but not only that, um, you have to work with what you have. And so that may mean that your technique has to change. The positions that you are in may have to change so that you are able to uh, give the best that you got. And it may be everybody can't do doggy. Everybody can't do uh, scissors and all of that stuff and all them crazy positions that's out there. Find a position that works for you. Find a position that makes her moan, scream, and holler. And that's the your go-to position. Work it. But with Put that... Put your thing down, flip it in. Yeah, all that. Yes, but I'm still saying use the condom that is good for you. Um, because I have had challenges with men who need a snugger fit condom trying to use a larger condom because they want you to think that they're that they have more than what they're bringing to the table the challenge with that is that that condom can slip off Mm -hmm. and if you are not a good guy and i'm gonna say it like that if you're not a good guy and you're not going to admit to the fact that the condom slipped off, and you're not going to pull the condom out of the woman, or you're not going to go looking for the condom inside the woman, then you do not want to risk the condom slipping off inside of your partner because that's not a good look. That's going to lead to a lot of problems down the line. So, again... I would much prefer you wear a snugger fit condom, have the the correct condom size for your penis, and have the condom stay on you than for the condom to slip off of you and wind up inside of me. And then I go to my gynecologist and she's pulling a fucking condom out of me. Um, that is not a good look. That is not a good feeling. That can cause me all kind of problems down the road. Um, leading up to and including sterility. So um, I do want you all to understand that's a very serious problem you could cause for a partner. Um, So just don't play with that bullshit because honestly, um, if the person chose to have sex with you, there was something about you that caused them to want to take their clothes off in your presence. Um, So just... Be a good guy, because if you do what you need to do and you handle your business in the bedroom, you will get a repeat performance. So, again, baby, I'm sorry. I took a little bit of your thunder. Go back to your condom corner. But I did need to put that out there because as a female, I've had a lot of men who have not worn the right size condom who have caused me a multitude of issues. Yeah, we understand that everybody wants to drive around in a prowler. Everybody don't have a prowler. If you got a Chrysler 300, that is a nice vehicle. Ride around in your Chrysler 300. Shout shout out to Cat Williams. You got a motherfucking Pinto. You know, you can wash that sucker. Make sure the paint is nice on that sucker. Hit the gas harder than the motherfucker. You know, give it a good wax job. Throw some rims on that bitch. I'm just saying. 
you know, you can soup up any damn thing. You know, like they said, flavor flav look hot depending on what suit is your ass put on. Um, cause trust me, flavor love or whatever the fuck was on for several seasons. But anyway, I'm just saying, um, you could dress up anything and make it look nice, but you just need to make sure that you are doing the right thing because when you do the right thing, then that's when you have people come back for more. When you're not doing the right thing, women talk, your reputation will precede you, and um, that will cost you your life in certain situations because women, a woman scorned is not a good good thing either, bro. I promise you. Yeah, so my condom, um, if we're being genuine about this, I, I'm, I went this most recent time with the the trojan supra so honestly the supra is not an extra large condom <laughs> but where the supra shines is it's a material mm-hmm. now i'll be honest like i don't know what trojan can do to make the super roll down easier because the latex condoms roll down very easily for some reason i guess it's because of the material it's made out of this is a non-latex condom i'm a big proponent of non-latex condoms because of what the non-latex in my experience is able to do the non-latex a lot of them have a great ability to transfer heat way better than the latex does um they're very strong and the two things we want to feel is typically when we want to feel a little bit of emotions because as a guy I want to feel your walls. I want to feel all of the the flip flaps and flabias and you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I want to feel all the indentions and I want to feel all of that. So your non latex condoms do, in my opinion, a much much better do- job than latex. Now latex, when they're making it very strong and thin, a lot of companies do that. You might find a shot out on one of our condom corners. But um, the non-latex materials, they have an ability to be thin and transfer heat. So on that note, that's what the Trojan Super is able to do. Once again, like we always tell you guys, secret is put a pea-sized amount of lube in the tip. Um, That will allow the head of the penis to move around a little bit. Allowing the head to move inside the condom makes you able to feel things better. And again, just like that wet lube that we were talking about that the TSA is going to enjoy, use lube <laughs> on your condoms. Yes, you you absolutely want to be with the woman that has the absolute wet wet at all times. You know what I'm saying? You want him, her to be a dripping water fountain, but understand that everybody's not a dripping water fountain age, health, blah, blah, blah. How much water do they drink today? All that has a an effect on vaginal lubrication so don't get in your head oh she's not as wet as i thought she it if you don't pick that motherfucking lube up and put some on and enjoy all these walls and flavia i know that's not a word i made that up flavia and flip flaps but if you feel some some flavia and flip flaps you know okay i know exactly what the fuck you're talking about i felt that myself Get some good quality lube, put a pea-sized amount inside the condom, and liberally lubed outside the condom. 
especially with something like the Trojan Supra that will allow heat transfer, you won't get a good feeling. Like I said, the feeling I love is when I have to look down at my dick, knowing that I'm wearing a condom. Yep, that's a condom, okay. And I keep fucking, that is a delicious feeling. Uh, so, once again, I am a Trojan man. Hey, one kind of, you know we fuck with you too, so I think I'm the D22. <laughs> you know the D22? Yeah. Okay, yeah, one has the perfect fit. So, one, you know we fuck with y'all. Y'all fuck with us, we fuck with you. That's yeah. what I am. So, uh, outside of that, when I'm using other condoms, you know, testing things out, yeah, I recommend that you guys, if you get a chance, man, try out that Trojan Supra. And that's been our... Condom Corner. Yeah. So, yeah. We also, um, uh, since we're on the Condom Corner, we want to throw a lube corner in there uh, real quick. We want to shout out uh, Spunk Lube. Spunk Lube is a lube that we just uh, kind of stumbled upon. Um, and I know we're running a little long, so I'm going to make this quick. Uh, SpunkLube.com. S P U N K L U B E dot com. Um, Spunk Lube actually, the lube looks like cum, believe it or not. Um, so if you have, uh, if you're a toy person and you got those toys that um, squirt or um, ejaculate or whatever, um, and you want something realistic, uh, but you don't want. Uh, something that's going to be staining uh, to your bedding and things like that. Spunk Lube is a great lube to use. Um, Spunk Lube is uh, toy and condom friendly. Um, it's great for uh, moisturizing the vaginal walls as well as lubricating um, the vagina and the penis and uh, a great lube to use. We have uh, really enjoyed uh, spunk lube uh, we just started using it um, I ordered uh, their multi-pack uh, so we've got the hybrid we've got the silicone and we've got um, the pink which is kind of like a natural feel um, they have a natural for those people who are more sensitive but they are actually a little bit guarded on that but once it comes in uh, I would recommend you trying the natural as well um, but definitely shout out to Jeff and Spunk Lube. Um, and this is where we are also going to shout out our sponsors. So um, our podcast is sponsored by One Condoms, as we've already said. Um, it is sponsored by Spunk Lube. It is sponsored by Pure Romance by Laney. And Travel by the Browns. J Genesis Music. And last but not least, Lashimo Dungeon. Oh, the new one by Mac? Yes. Okay, yeah. Shout out to uh, Mac. He does Nightlife 24-7. Yeah, so we're talking about one day doing a simulcast, you know, a black and a swinger thing in a Nightlife 24-7 podcast. So we really, really want to get that done. We also want to say, um, I know a lot of you all have heard us really emphasizing taking care of your health and um, getting tested, knowing your status, things like that. Um, feel free to go to, um, what is it? Uh, FreeHIVTest.org, I want to say. That Give me one quick right. second, y'all. Uh, Usacondom.com. 
uh, go to usethecondom.com. Sorry, usethecondom.com is where you want to go. Um, and they will put you up on some locations. You can go to get testing. You can also go to freestdcheck.org. That's F-R-E-E-S-T-D-C-H-E-C-K.org. Um, it will tell you where you can go to get tested for STDs for free in your neck of the woods. Um, we do recommend that if you're going to get into this lifestyle, you get checked for STDs at least every 90 days just to make sure you know what's going on with your body. Um, definitely that's important because even though we're using condoms and um, and we're using barrier methods, things like that, you know, shit happens. Uh, you get caught up in a moment, you break your rules, things like that. And we just want to make sure everybody stays safe. All right. Yeah. So, you know, we're running long, but I'm glad that we can give you guys a lot of content because it's been a little bit of while. So, yeah, we're not going to chop this up into two. We're going to leave this as one long podcast because, you know, we know you like it long. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it's strong. So now that we're back in town, you know, we're back on the regular. We're going to try to uh, put a couple of these in queue. So we're going to drop this immediately. But then we want to get back on our regular weekly schedule and start giving it to you every week on a weekly basis because we know that's how you like it. Yes. So, as all, go ahead. Oh, sorry, babe. I was also gonna say, if you have um, a business, if you have a business and you're willing to sponsor us, feel free to reach out to us. We we are always looking for sponsors. We're always looking for people who are willing to um, definitely support our cause and support what we're doing. Um, so definitely reach out to us. And if you cannot sponsor us financially, we do take product donations. Um, and we will shout out your product. Oh yeah, we'll test online. it and tell you about yeah, it. Absolutely. We'll give you our honest opinion. We'll be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you, you don't were, like honesty, don't come to us. Yeah. If you want to reach out to us, feel free to reach out to us by email at black in the swing of things at gmail.com. And if you just want to touch bases with us, if you want to fuck around and slide into our DMs, you can do that on Instagram. How can you do it? You can find us at Instagram.com forward slash Black in the Swing. I told you we're, we're, we're getting on to it. <laughs> it. It took us a little while. Yeah, it takes me a little while to get all the way deep into it like I want to be, but eventually, yeah, you're going to come from but it. But once you get there, it's well worth it, people. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> yeah, you can find us on social media now. So, yeah, reach out to us. You know, we're reaching out to some of the condom companies that we love to be in uh, contact uh, with. We're on Instagram, aren't we? on, like, Twitter and a few other things, or we just on Instagram? Are we on Twitter? I think, I think you did more than one social media for us. Uh, anyway, y'all, on our social media, on the very type next in one. Black in the Swing or Black in the Swing of Things and see if you can find us because he don't remember right now. He's oh, been I'm building it up. I'm bu- it's all building up. So when it comes all out, it's going to be like, warning, warning, <laughs> warning. <laughs> but yeah. granted, uh, at, on the next podcast, we will have all that information for you for sure. Um, with all our social media uh, so that you know exactly what social media uh, platforms we're on so that you can follow us, you can like us, all that wonderful stuff. 
and we are just so happy to have all these wonderful listeners, all the new listeners. Um, we thank you all for sharing us with your friends, telling people about us and things like that. We've got people in other countries listening to us. We're very excited about that. Yes, we have um, the UK. If you're in the UK, shout out to you in the UK, you yes. blokes. I think I don't know what they call each other blokes, but if you do, yes. Yes. Goddamn, was it Australia or something? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I might have to call my Zs, Zs, and... Yes, it's just... I, I think we might... It's, it's super cool just knowing that people in other countries uh, want to know what we have to say. That, to me, is pretty damn cool. It was surprising. And I appreciate the love. I appreciate the loyalty. Um, I do want to let you all know that um, it is great to know that you all enjoy what we have to say. You enjoy listening to us. And you, tell a friend. Um, tell a friend you know to tell a friend. Keep it real. <laughs> Love and hugs, all of y'all. Hey, man, and like we always tell y'all, keep it safe. Keep it 100 with each other. And if you can't, fuck, fuck it. We black and we swing it, and we fuck it, and we love it.